Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. It's still that way. It's that way, folks, because of people just like you who still love this nation and will do everything that is necessary to preserve it. And folks, if there was ever a time for you to understand that this is not a drill, you have got to get out on November 3rd and vote. This is not a drill. The, 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 the Democrats, the, the progressives, the socialists, they are pushing, pushing, pushing the narrative that somehow... This limp rag individual uh, by the name of Joe Biden. Hey, listen, understand what I'm saying to you. I am not attacking Joe Biden because of his age. I am attacking Joe Biden because of his lack of productivity. Hey, listen, just just look at the two men. Side by side. Oh, Joe likes to run down the 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 stairs of the the air, you know the you know Air Force whatever plane he's on. Oh, he likes to sort of jog down and, and appear to be youthful. But Joe, that's what not you. That's not what youthful is about. Youthful is as youthful does, and that's not jogging. Yeah, that's not it. It's the clear thinking about the vision for America's future and the clear articulation of that. Listen, friends, the bottom line is this. Donald John Trump had the best had created in his administration by the grace of God. Donald John Trump had brought this nation before the coronavirus and oh, how short our memories are. Oh, just, oh yeah, just eight short months ago. This nation was in an economic boon that nobody would have predicted and sure somebody must realize that Joe Biden could have never, ever have pulled off the financial coup 
worldwide that Donald John Trump had pulled off. He had the Koreans by the collar, the scruff of the neck, the North Koreans, and he had the South Koreans in, 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 you know, in shape too. But the North Koreans were the bad actors. Little Kim was, was a bad actor. He had him by the scruff of the neck. And the reason why Trump had Little Kim by the scruff of the neck is because he had brought that Chinese uh, puppeteer of Little Kim, who Little Kim is a little lapdog for the Chinese, you know. Trump had brought President Chi, at least in theory, to the to the table. Chi will never come to the table. Understand the Chinese, they're bent on world domination. More so, more so than the Russians because they're able to. The Russians aren't able. The Russians are poor people. We don't want to fight them because they do have the nukes and because they have nothing to lose. <laughs> and their people are starving to death. They have nothing to lose. You don't want to get into a fight with someone who does, doesn't have anything to lose. A guy who doesn't care will hurt you badly. You better believe it. That's why you, I told everybody used to box, but you, the, the boxer, the train, my trainer would always tell us this guy's record or whatever, you know, I mean, was he, had, who he beat, you know, who he had, you know, beat up on. And if he hadn't beat up on anybody and if he hadn't beat up on anybody in a long time, friend, believe me, he was looking to beat up on you. Even though he hadn't beat up on anybody in a while, he, you better not underestimate that guy. And so it teaches you not to underestimate any. And so there you go. That's where we are right now. You cannot underestimate, even though he's being called Sleepy Joe and even though, uh, you know, he doesn't have much pep to his message. And he's got Obama out there right now. And looks like uh, Barack is, uh, heck, Barack's head is whiter than mine. And I'm at least uh, 10 years older than he is, I think. Maybe not that old, much older than him. I don't know. But anyway. He's to- gee whiz, he's his head is snow white these days. But you underestimated him. John McCain underestimated him. In fact, maybe John McCain didn't. I don't know. Mitt Romney underestimated Barack Obama. There was nothing that Barack Obama was saying that could have possibly gotten him elected to the presidency of the United States. Hope and change. Oh, sure. Hell, we all have hope and change. Every morning that you wake up, you hope that uh, the day goes good and you hope that your bank account will change. (laughs) That's all. All of us have is hope and change. It was the biggest hoax in the world. It was the biggest dog and pony show that we have ever seen become president of the United States and did not produce a thing. Now, uh, as far as uh, P.T. Barnum style shows are concerned, well, you can say that the president definitely always puts on that. But guess what? The president always delivers. Oh, we all know him as a huckster. We know that. We know, listen, how do you possibly have the greatest, one of the greatest television programs in the history of television if you are not a brand master? I do a little branding myself. The, the C.L. Bryant show. I mean, I mean, that's why I sign off on everything C.L. I mean, you know, my name's Cleon. 
you know, but CL, Cleon Lewis is, is this, this, the CL, you know, that's a brand. My logo is, a, you know, it's, that's my logo. And with FreedomWorks even, you know, uh, when our 5 million Facebook likes and so forth, there's branding that people do. Newsmax, there's a brand. Fox News is a brand. You see the Fox News logo. You see my. You see that red ball with the CL there. You know that's me. It's a brand. The way Trump's name is written in gold and highlighted with those black highlights, black and gold, that's his brand. Don't underestimate the guy who doesn't have the shiniest brand because he wants to tarnish yours. And that's Joe Biden. That's Kamala Harris. This is not a drill. This is real. And you got to get out and vote on um, November 3rd. Now, got a jam packed show for you today. Uh, Coming up will be... um, First of all, a good friend of mine. It's going to be we're going to have, women are going to be running wild this 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 uh, week on the show. These next few days on the show uh, at twelve oh four, Kathleen Burton will be on with me. She is a national committee woman in Michigan. We got to have Michigan. Got to have them, and she'll be live from the event where the president will be there in Lansing. I also think, Michelle, that um, our good friend, um, oh, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver, should be floating around there somewhere, too. We might want to grab her, uh, just uh, just to grab her. Um, At the bottom of this hour, now, all you ladies listen up, because at the bottom of this hour, I have, even though, you know, he's he's certainly not... uh, uh, any any femininity about him that I could detect. <laughs> My wife liked him, uh, Doctor Rafael Yosaref, plastic surgeon. Yeah, Doctor Rafael Yosaref will be coming on with me. He'll be live and in living color from Miami, Florida. Yeah, he will, and um, is a good buddy. He's a very good buddy. We were there on um, in in Miami. Right across from the beach was that Ocean Boulevard, Atlantic. But I can't remember which one. I can't, it's it's all either Ocean or Atlantic. I don't care where you are if you're on the. That's what it's going to be. But um, we were there and we were eating at a place. He had taken us to eat at a place where Versace. You know, uh, right down the street from where um, uh, Versace uh, lived, and he would go there almost every morning for breakfast. And so, uh, Yosef uh, Doc uh, Raphael told us to. Um, meet him there and it was just absolutely fabulous folks just nice quaint almost Parisian type of you know thing so we got Kathleen Burton at uh, 1204 Dr. Yosaref at uh, the bottom of this hour uh, 1130 and then to top off the show today we will have the co-author of the book, Let Trump Be Trump, friend of mine. Uh, Corey Lewandowski will be on with me. This is not a drill, friends. This is real. We got to get seven days from today. So the co-author of um, Let Trump Be Trump will be on with me. 
and uh, Bob Fozzi will be uh, coming along uh, before the week is out. We're going to get Bob on the other, other author of that book. We'll be on um, Dave Fozzi. Uh, we'll be on with with us. And so um, stay tuned. It's going to be a jammed pack show. Women, hey, do what you do best. Many times we blazed the trail, but you pointed the way because you wanted a safe place, a better place for the future of your children. And Americans, you understand something that in wanting that, in wanting a better place for your children, and everyone that I have asked, every woman that I ask uh, over the last um, four years, when we talk about, when we start thinking about re-election and, and the presidency of Donald John Trump, every woman that I have asked the question to when it comes to legacy, and I think this is just the, the heart of, of, of women, and this is one of the things I, I certainly uh, do admire and appreciate uh, about, about women, and men, you should really take into account the differences in their makeup and yours and appreciate it because uh, therein you find the help for yourself that God intended. When you appreciate the differences in yourself and them, and then understand that uh, those differences were put there by the creator to help you be better. And, and women understand too that uh, you already know the differences much more than we men do. We, we're kind of dense when it comes to that type of thing. But because you know them and because you understand, many, many times women understand their own power and sometimes they don't. And I think one of the saddest things is when a woman doesn't understand her own strength and her own power. But, but when, you, when you understand it, don't abuse it. And, and the strength that that man has, he'll be very happy to share it if, in fact, he doesn't be uh, made to feel small. And when we talk about, friends, the flipping of the American roles and how that reshaping, the redefining of American family has taken shape and taken place. And keep in mind what I always tell you, I say this across the country whenever I go out and speak, uh, definitions equal destinations. Write that down. Oh, you can write that down. Definitions equal destinations. Because once you define something, then that's the method in which you're going to operate based on how you have defined it. And it moves you toward a destination based on that definition. And when you redefine gender, whereas it's just a relative term, knowing that it's not, knowing that it's not. It, 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 the feel good of it may say, oh, well, well, why, why can't it be? The feel good of it may say that. That's the feel good of it. But that's not the reality. 
the reality is the fee, the feel good creates the baby, but if you're dealing with two stallions, it doesn't work. That's the reality. The feel good can create a baby, but when it comes to reality of it, two stallions can't produce it, regardless of how good it feels. So you're dealing with two different uh, actual views and realities. You're dealing with the reality of emotion, Americans, and that's where that's where most of us have gotten stuck in. We have gotten bogged down in that place where all we know is the emotional reaction to something. And hey, I got to talk about this guy up there in Philadelphia who gets himself shot to death while walking toward the police with a knife. Now, he's dead now. Yeah, of course, the police killed him. As I would have if he was in my house and I had had my gun and he had a knife. Because I've had gun training, I, you know, I've had actually, you know, real gun training. And when someone invades your home and they are armed, they brought a knife to a gunfight because if you come in my house and you got a knife, believe me, you're going to be in a gunfight with a knife. And more than likely, unless the good Lord saves you, you're a dead person. That's just the bottom line. And yes, I do preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and may his peace be upon you. But don't break in my house. Or your peace will be still. I promise you. Police are trained to kill when they have to draw their weapons in a threat. In order to avoid that. Don't come at them with a knife. I have no sympathy. And, and, and you may say I'm wrong for it. I don't care. I have no sympathy for anyone who's that doggone stupid or mentally challenged because, first of all, if they're that mentally challenged, they shouldn't be on the street to get killed or to kill someone. And if they're just stupid, then they're stupid enough to kill you too. And you may not have a gun. So the bottom line is, and and friends, forgive me for saying this, but here comes the shock of all of it. (laughs) I know his relatives hate that he's gone. They, They learn to love him. But where did he learn to go toward police with a knife? That's why he's dead. It's not because they defended themselves or did what they were trained to do. I'm CL. We'll talk more with Dr. Yosaref when I return.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Charlie Hanson, my mother's father, told me many, many, many years ago now, son, be more careful with that sharp knife than you are with that unloaded gun. Because that knife is always loaded. Now, he didn't have much education. In fact, I don't think uh, Papa Charlie ever went to school at all. Oh, he was uh, half Creek and Choctaw Indian and, uh, you know. Uh, but you be more careful with that sharp knife than you are with that unloaded gun. Because that knife is always loaded. And friends, over the years, I've actually found out that knives are far more dangerous than guns. And I'm, I'm a knife collector. I love the blade. I love knives. Oh, the, the idea behind how man was able to fashion that thing in his mind. It's one of the great inventions. Believe it or not, a knife is one of the great inventions uh, that um, humanity has ever made. But this guy in Philadelphia brought a knife to a gunfight. And that is always the way it's going to be when you approach the police in a deadly fashion. Now, the screams, the yells are that they could have used less lethal force. Oh, no. Oh, no. Listen, I'm, I, I'm not running the risk of this guy being the Terminator. And you hit him with the taser and he keeps coming with the unloaded knife. With the loaded knife, rather. The, the loaded knife. I don't know if the blade was sharp or not, but, but he had a knife. And I guess we'll get a look at it. If he was stupid enough to come at the police with a butter knife, then he should not have been on the street because he was cray-cray. I mean, I mean, really? There are some things that cause you to get your stupid self killed. And these people in Philadelphia found this stupidity to be cause for them to burn and loot things. That tells me something. It tells me that there is a group of people who want desperately 
to have an excuse to burn and loot because there is no reasonable uh, there's no reason for them to have done what they did over this guy who actually asked for it the same way if you you know me and you know this is my house and you coming in it and you coming in it illegally and you uh have something that threatens my family and myself my cats or dogs or I don't have cats or dogs but you know you get the you get the you get what I'm saying and you have a knife if you certainly if you have a gun or whatever you know it's on it's going to be a gunfight but if you are stupid enough to come to my house with a knife you just brought a knife to a gunfight. And that's what you're asking for when you approach the cops that way. You just brought whatever you brought to a gunfight. And you cannot, you cannot get angry at men who are trained to protect the streets. Okay, he gets tased. He gets off the tase. He runs away with the knife. But, okay, as was said, he's crazy. Some people, his his parents, his relatives said he had mental problems. Okay, you tase this mental guy. Okay, he, he rips the tase out of himself, which I have seen that happen. And he runs away with the loaded knife. And there you and your child are. And he and his crazy self in a state of panic and fear, whatever, lashes out and kills you or your child. No, it would be better that that fool was taken down. Excuse my, you know, feel, feel the way you want to about it. But I'm just telling you the way it, it is straight. And I'm telling you something else about it. And we're going to have on here coming up right now uh, is my good friend. Uh, because there are other things that are happening in our nation including this coronavirus thing that can be used to scam you. And friends, let's just be honest. You have a greater chance of getting in your automobile wherever you live. I don't care where you live. You can live in Iowa or you can live in Miami. You have a better chance of getting in your automobile, getting into an automobile accident and dying in that accident than you have of getting coronavirus and dying from it. But yet you're driving your cars. There's a hysteria, I think, friends, that we're just not gauging. Coming on with me now is Dr. Uh, Raphael Yosseref. He is eminent in his profession there in Miami. And help me welcome back to the show. I haven't talked to him in a long time. My good friend, Dr. Raphael Yosseref. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How have you been doing, brother? Hey, C.L., my good friend. Uh, it is right. We haven't spoken in a long time. I follow you, though, and I know you're doing well. 
Thank you so much, uh, Doc. You know, uh, I never will forget your kindness uh, to myself and Jane when we were there. And thank you so much for that and uh, and your friendship and, and the times that you've come up to see me speak when uh, you had to drive a while to get there. And, and Doc, you've just been a real good friend of mine. And, and I just wanted to bring you on, reunite. And I wanted to talk about some issues that we have uh, right now facing us that you can speak to and one of them is the this corona are we overreacting to this have we uh shepherded the american people into a place where they're hysterical doc is that good bad and different talk to us from that it is totally terrible the way they have like politicized this disease right and treated as a disease that affects us all and uh you know we all want to have a common front they are politicizing it to make just just to make the president look bad and even to blame him for the death about the coronavirus. This is totally ridiculous. And they are the ones that are doing everything wrong. Now, let me clarify, I'm not sure about your statistic about the, the you know, having a greater chance of dying in an automobile accident than in the COVID. I'm not sure that that might be correct in the short time, you know, in the immediate time frame. In the long run, it, it obviously will be true. But the way that they have politicized this is like all fear mongering and, you know, trying to prevent, uh, you know, to continue with the, with the lockdowns and uh, bankrupting businesses to make the economy, you know, come down and, and, and just terrifying people about, you know, the, the, the whole thing about COVID and, and not having lived, lived in their normal lives and the control, the unconstitutional control of the people with, with all these draconian measures is it's unbelievable. It's the first time that it's ever been done in the history of the world where you have quarantined the healthy people with the sick people. That is absolutely the wrong thing to do. Wow. You and know, Dr. Y- Fauci and everybody else should know that. You know, Raphael, Dr. Yosref, uh, Ra- Raphael Yosref is my special guest. And, you know, you've brought up something that uh, I think they did do in New York City. And that, that was Mario Cuomo's fault. I mean, not Mario, but Andrew Cuomo's fault uh, there right. in New York City is that he put sick people with well people. Doc, you're saying that's the absolute wrong. You quarantine sick people is, with uh, well people. And the statistics prove it. I mean, not only that, but the, 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 the nursing home administrators and the people were smart enough to say we can't admit you because you, you had COVID or we have sent you to the hospital because you had COVID. We can't take you back because you're going to contaminate everybody else here who is successful. Uh, susceptible and and uh, the governor Cuomo uh, made an executive order and he was not the only democratic governor that that did that they did it also in New Jersey I believe and and uh, that said you cannot refuse to admit a patient solely on the fact that they might have COVID which is the most ridiculous thing in the world and that therefore you had like so many thousands of deaths I think it was over four thousand uh, deaths in the nursing homes. Doc, and, uh, but that, that is totally ridiculous. And and now he doesn't want to own up to it. Doc, let me. And l- the press, of course, covers it. Let me ask you this, because the president comes under fire, and thank you for the clarification uh, that you made there. But I want to ask you this about 
um, what he says sometimes when we talk about turning the corner. You've heard him say it, that we're turning the corner on this, that we're it's about to go away. And, and Doc, I'd still travel. I go everywhere. I was just down your way not too long ago and uh, down in Palm Beach. And uh, is that from your perspective, the nature of what happens with viruses, do we become somewhat immune to them? Do we turn the corner? And will we turn the corner, as the president's saying, with this one, Dr. Yosereff? Well, scientifically, the point is this. You know, at the beginning, we didn't know what this thing was all about and how it did trans- transmit from person to person. The uh, you know, the Chinese uh, even said that it didn't transmit from human to human or, you know, and all that stuff and uh, at the beginning. And so we didn't know what really what we were facing. And so at the beginning, it was okay to slow down, uh, you know, the, the, the non-essential traveling and all that stuff for a period that was supposed to be three weeks in, until the, go- the, the hospitals ramped up their capacities and all that stuff. And we knew what, what we were dealing with. Now, we have come such a long way in in our ability not only to identify the disease, but to treat it and to see how it transmits. And to the point that we know now that most of the people that get infected don't get sick. And if they do get sick, it's mild in most of them. So there's a group of people that everybody has heard so many so many times already. You know, the, the elderly and if you have other compromising diseases like uh, obesity and uh, all that, the statistics prove it that more than 95% of the people that have died from this have been older, have been obese, and have had at least two coexisting diseases. Uh, um, two of the three more common ones were, you know, obesity, diabetes, and hypertension. So most of the people had at two of these three, plus being elderly. That's more than 95% of the people who have died. Wow. So what do you have to do? Protect those people. Now the rest of the people should go on and continue their normal lives with some precautions which is normal, you know. Yeah. It's like we do that all the time in every single disease. And why not this one? Like, they have created this lockdown all over the place, which has proven to be worse than the disease itself. Now, now Doc, we have I... gone so far in how to treat the disease, how to identify it and everything else, that people need to come back to their normal lives. And the, the cure is being worse than the disease. In the amount of poverty that it has created, the the poor has become much 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 poorer you know people are going into bankruptcy dying from all the causes from a guy undiagnosed or untreated diseases it seems at this point like it is okay if you die from anything as long as it is not covid wow wow you know doc uh believe it hey folks he said something right there hey you can die for any there's all kinds of things you might die from but they're just concerned about whether or not you don't die from COVID. And Doc, let me ask you this then about your about the medical practice. And if you can, I want you to stay with me through uh, the break that's coming up here in about three minutes, because there's more sure. I want to talk to you about. Um, how has this uh, somebody has said that South Florida is bulletproof to just about anything that goes on. But there was a big shutdown uh, there, too, as well. And in, in Miami Beach, uh, where you where, and Carl Gables out there where you are, uh, right. how has it affected business there? Talk to us. 
Well, it has affected, uh, has affected business tremendously. There's a lot of people that have lost their businesses. And it has affected significantly, well, of course, the, the, the ones that have been affected all over the, the place, which are the travel industry and the cruise uh, industry and all that things. But in the small businesses, the restaurants and the bars and all of that, it's been disastrous for them. And, you know, there's a slowdown in everything else, you know, like the, the barber shops and the beauty salons and uh, all of that stuff. Wow. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, um, my work, I, I, I was uh, with absolutely no income for two and a half months, zero income. But luckily, I was able to survive it. But a lot of people are not in the same condition. Yeah. Now, the, the, the point is that I laugh because I continued working. Even though I had no income, I continued working, and, and doctors continued working. And now, you know, the, the truckers and everybody else that maintain this, this country going, the people in the grocery stores, the healthcare workers, uh, you, you know, well, the, the people that you will know, the first responders, as, as they call them, you know, the first line of defense, right? Right. And now we see that the teachers don't want to, the teachers' unions don't want to reopen the schools because the teachers might be exposed. Come on. Yeah. How, how, you know, yeah. how how would have the country seen if we healthcare workers, which are, are are significantly higher risk, would have said, we don't want to work because we can get infected? Wow. wow. Or the truckers or the people in the grocery stores. So this is a sham. It's nothing but a sham and it's a political ploy. You know, the president you know, asked... And, uh, and we're keeping children locked, at, at, in, locked in their house, many of them. What about if you're locking a, an abused child? In the home with the abuser. Wow. Or, uh, you know, uh, spousal abuse in each direction, in, in either direction. Or alcoholism, because you're depressed at home and have nothing else to do. Or uh, drug, uh, you know, uh, uh, abuse. Wow. So it's like I said, it's, it's, it doesn't matter what, what is wrong or what happens wrong to you as long as it is not COVID. <laughs> and, and and they and they you you keep hearing over and over and over hundreds of times in the press and in the media. Oh, we have so many more cases, and we have so many more cases. That's what I want to talk to you but about, Doctor Rafael. They say cases when he's on. Yes, Yosef is on with me, folks. Rafael, uh, stay right there. Stay right there. Absolutely. That's exactly and then I want to continue this talk. That's what I want to talk to you about. This increase in cases. I want you to explain that. To the audience, when we return with Dr. Rafael Yosaref there in Miami, Florida, and uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful place. He's a wonderful guy, friend of mine, and I certainly uh, do appreciate, have appreciated his friendship now over the years, Uh, uh, Rafael. We've known each other several years now, and uh, many years, in fact, Um, and we're going to be return with him. Friends, I know that you are asking yourself, you have asked yourself, why are these cases, these cases exploding all around the, the country? Why is that happening? Dr. Yosaref is going to talk to us about that 
bring clarity to why that's happening. And I want to ask him, too, about these masks. The one thing I hate to do is go in somewhere and put on a mask. And I see people walking around outside, driving down the street in their cars with a mask on. Now, to me, it might seem crazy. Now, Doc may say I'm crazy when we come back, but he's my friend. He can do that. And so I just wanted to bring clarity to this situation for all of us as we go into this era, hopefully end this era of COVID-19. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Don't you go anywhere coast to coast and border to border over the largest platform in the nation, Red State Talk. But I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you coast to coast and border to border throughout the fruited plains and around the globe over the talk monster red state talk radio uh, the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to if you're traveling through Times Square although it's kind of a ghost town right now look up above the iconic Ripley's believe it or not and the red state talk billboard is right there above it and every Every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on that billboard. No C.L.'s face looking right back at you there. And kind of empty, kind of ghost townish Times Square. And all of it, all of it is due to this COVID thing. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. Follow us on Twitter. Go to our FreedomWorks uh, page, FreedomWorks.org page, uh, free, um, Facebook page, and become a part of our five million uh, followers there and um, just just get, become a part of a movement freedomworks.org and then follow us on Facebook my special guest has been and is my good friend uh, Dr. Rafael Yosaref there in Miami and Doc when we left I wanted to get your uh, take on uh, this COVID testing and out seemingly uh, rise in COVID cases. Is there an explanation for that? Is there a natural explanation for it? Absolutely. And it is a very simple explanation that they don't want people to think about. And most people don't, I guess, analyze things and think about it. But if they have kept people locked up 
and not going about and not going about their businesses and their lives with or without mask or however you want to put it. And then people start, you know, going out, right? And there is a lot more testing going on. It is obvious that more people are going to get contaminated and be positive in the test. So what the president says is right, but he doesn't get to explain it fully and correctly. I guess he thinks that people are more, um, uh, I don't know, uh, analytic than they really are in things. Oh, that's very kind that you but said if, analytic. If you do Right. <laughs> if you do more testing, of course, there's going to be more people that show positive. You don't do testing. You don't know who is positive and who is not. So you don't get as many quote unquote cases. But if you have get people locked up and then people start going out and then you do a lot more testing like we're doing now in the thousands of testing every day. Uh, tens of thousands of testing every day then of course then the positive positive num- the number of positive cases is going to go up now they keep they keep saying hundreds of times in the media oh the number of cases and the number of cases is going up and people think understand by saying cases that are numbers of people that are sick in the hospital yeah. and there's nothing further from the truth it's number of people that test positive now, the overwhelming majority of these people that test positive are totally asymptomatic. They are not sick. So they should not be called cases. They should be number of positive uh, individuals, people that tested positive for the virus. But they are not sick. Now, the, on the, the ones that do get sick means that gets symptoms. The majority of them are mild symptoms, and they stay home for a few days, and that's it. There's a small proportion of them that have to go to the hospital, and the overwhelming number of those that go to the hospitals today, they get they recuperate and go home. Now, a small portion of them, unfortunately, die, like from many other causes. It might be a little more, a little less than other things at this point, but it's not something that we need to be very alarmed about and i understand if you are one that suffered a death in your family that to you individually is devastating you know the, um, the, the number of people that are suffering death in their family because they did not receive proper medical treatment right while the thing was only for COVID. right doc uh, so you know we need to be reasonable about this you know, Herman Herman Cain was a very good friend of mine, and I recently talked yeah, to um, um, some uh, some family members of Herman's, and they said something to me that I had never really considered uh, fully. You know, Herman had underlying, big-time underlying health issues. He had survived stage 4 colon cancer and all of that type of thing. Correct. Of course, he had gone through uh, chemotherapy. But they said something to me, Doc, and I want you to speak to it. They said Herman died with covid but he did not die from COVID. Uh, but that is how it's basically listed. That's how it was reported. Herman died right. from underlying issues that he had. He didn't die from COVID. He died with COVID. And that has happened untold number of times where practitioners were told by administration and by the, the powers that be that if COVID was suspected, COVID was entered as a cause of death. Right. Okay? In many places. And even if it had not been proven, if it were proven in... Michelle, we lost him. Michelle, I've lost him. 
Okay, we have lost uh, Dr. Yosef there uh, momentarily. And Michelle, I know somebody must have hit a mute or something. Wasn't me. <laughs> but uh, we lost him, and he was on a roll there. But, friends, that is the truth about uh, the whole matter. That is the truth about it. Um, we, Herman died positive with COVID, but he did not die from COVID. Nineteen, And you just heard uh, Dr. Yosef say, and we're going to continue with him now. You just heard Dr. Yosef say that this is how many times it has been reported. Uh, Michelle, thank you for uh, getting him back uh, with us. Um, Doc, you were making a point there that I want you to continue uh, making right. about how these things are reported. Right. I, I, I don't know where, where you stopped uh, hearing me, but just to recap quickly, you know the the the, the physicians uh, were were pressed to to list COVID as a cause of death, even when COVID was only suspected at the, in the early stages of this thing, when we didn't have a lot of testing and a lot of rapid, obviously no rapid testing at the time. And then uh, you know, as we develop more testing and things like that, if the patient tested uh, positive for COVID, even if they had died for over. For any other thing, let's say somebody that was hanging by by a thread and almost moribund and could have died at any moment, that person died and that person had COVID, it was listed, COVID was listed as a cause of death. Wow. So the statistics are dubious in this in this uh, respect. But the point, the point, the, the most important point is that when we were talking about our good friend Herman Cain. Yeah. The guy was the guy died exercising his individual liberties and freedoms. Yes, sir. That yes, is sir. what he wanted to do. He wanted to be there. Yes, okay? sir. Yes, and sir. No government should be allowed to tell you what to do, when to work, whether your business is an essential business or not, and to lock you down and make you lose your business. And we've had enough of that. Yes, sir. Absolutely, Raphael. Absolutely. And uh, I got to have you know what? I got to have you back because uh, I need to reintroduce you to this much larger audience uh, that I have. Uh, Well, it was it was fairly large last time you were on, but uh, it's even grown even more now. Uh, Raphael Yosef, Dr. Raphael Yosef is on with me. And his story is one that is absolutely moving and provocative. And in this time frame i we just don't have time to get into it because i want to do it justice but man i want you to come back and be with me uh, another time so we can unpack and get into your story and uh let people see why you're such a special friend to me because your story is a special story man and so but uh, god bless you and God keep you is my prayer. I pray that he causes his face to shine upon your business and, and give you peace in, in every way, uh, my good friend. Uh, uh, thank you. Fight the good fight. Thank I know you, CL. I'm always available not to talk about myself. If I talk about myself, is to let people know why I say the things that I say and I believe the things that I believe and why I think it is important that, that they would listen to the warning signs. Dr. Rafael Yosef. God bless you, man. Talk to you soon. God bless you, my friend. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and that was uh, Dr. Rafael Yosef uh, there in uh, Miami. 
from uh, South Beach, and uh, he is just um, outstanding in his field. Of course, he is qualified in several fields, especially as a specialist uh, with uh, plastic surgery. He's a plastic surgeon. And so there are, believe it or not, uh, when you're into that um, field, you have to be very familiar with the things that can affect the person that you're ministering or tending to and uh, viruses and that type of thing are always in the, in the works, but he has his training as well. Uh, and other, uh, well, he's a doctor, you know, he's a doctor. He went to med school, medical school, but he began to specialize in making money. <laughs> but, uh, I thank God for, for him. I thank God for his, uh, his friendship Coming up uh, after the top of the hour, going to have Kathleen Burton, the woman's voice of reason, will be on with me. She is the Michigan National Committee woman, uh, national committee woman, um, and she'll be live from where the president uh, is speaking today and where has spoken in Lansing, Michigan. And then at the very bottom of the hour, the bottom of the next hour, going to have on uh, buddy, good buddy, Corey Lewandowski. Let Trump be Trump. Uh, he was the um, attack dog. He was the pit bull that the media themselves took out. The media had to take out Corey Lewandowski. At least they, in fact, Corey being taken down was probably the first shot that was taken at the president before all of the Russian collusion and all of that type stuff got into full swing. He was basically the first casualty just, just for being associated with Donald Trump. He was basically the first casualty, but he's a tough guy. Uh, you know, and you know me, uh, most of my buddies are, you know, the guys that they can hang, they can hang in there. And Corey's one of those guys. The president's one of those kind of guys. He can hang in there. He can hang in there with the roughest people. I somehow uh, find myself um, very comfortable with those type people, although I I love the peacemakers. Blessed are them. Yeah, no doubt about it. I like to be one of those, too. But if we want to get in there and bang a little bit, we can get in there and bang a little bit. I I I don't mind that either. And Corey's a banger. The president's a banger. You know what, Michelle? Get me, speaking of bangers, get me the new head of the GOP in Texas, our friend, Alan West. Get Alan on the show. It's a banger. Herman Cain was a banger. Yeah. But we like peace, too. (laughs) I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I want to thank all of you for having come along with us here today. We're going to be back on the other side of the break with Kathleen Burton, Michigan National Committee woman, will be with me. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be back to continue broadcasting live throughout the Fruited Plain as we began to track down the truth about Corona and how it is being used as a tool to dupe you into doing their bidding. I'll be back. I'm just a pilgrim on this road 
Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet and the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. Thank all of you for coming along as we build a bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank you for listening to us over the Talk Monster, the largest talk platform in the nation, Red State Talk Radio throughout the Fruited Plains, coast to coast, border to border, around the globe. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up a Above iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And there you will see the Red State Talk billboard in every hour, 24 hours a day. The C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on that big screen. And old C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in, well, kind of deserted Times Square now. And all of that is due to this um, thing that's going on with uh, COVID-19. It's going to go away. The president says that we're turning the corner. But right now I have on with me some Someone who is live in Lansing Mission. She is Kathleen Burton, and uh, she is the Michigan Republican National Committee woman from the great state of Michigan. She and her husband are they are organic farmers. My favorite kind of farmer they are. Uh, she is uh, totally on board with women for Trump. In fact, her husband is one of those farmers for Trump. Help me welcome back to the C.L. Bryant show, friend of the show. We're a friend of hers. Kathleen Burton, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant show. How are you? Well, I'm wonderful, C.L. And as you stated, I am right. We're just starting the program here in Lansing, Michigan at the airport. And we're waiting to await and uh, welcome our president, Donald J. Trump. And right now, we just had a wonderful song on on the guitar from Ted Nugent. He's speaking right now. Uncle Teddy. Uncle so Teddy is there. It's <laughs> wonderful. The crowds are all revved up and ready to go. I am just really excited about it. Kathleen, talk to us about this one topic. Uh, should we believe the, the our lying eyes or, or the lying polls? Because when I'm looking at the crowds that's gathered there in Lansing and the ones that are gathered in Arizona and wherever the president goes in Philly or Pennsylvania, wherever he goes, there is a huge crowd. Should we believe our lying eyes or are the polls misleading us? Talk to us. I think we believe our eyes because the news is all fake news. (laughs) Just as you said, I just got off a Woman for Trump bus tour. We were gone for two days all across our state. And the enthusiasm at every stop was just 
unbelievable. Signs, banners, people just screaming and cheering for the women's pink bus when it drove up. Many young, young women, families, little ones, and even some people were brought in wheelchairs. There's people in wheelchairs here today for this rally, too, and it's raining here. That's how much they support and love our president. They're standing out in the rain. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And, you know, folks, I want you to see this. I want you to see this because, Kathleen, you, you you helped us visualize it very well. Folks, don't miss what she just said. There are people in wheelchairs in the rain in Lansing, Michigan, to see the president, Donald John Trump, of the United States. That is not going to happen for Joe Biden. And believe me, Obama's time is over. Kathleen, we need Michigan. How are we looking with Michigan? We're looking really good. The only thing people are worried about would be uh, fraudulent voting, possibly. But otherwise, I think the reenactment of 2016, I think people are going to come out in droves, and he's going to be very happy with the results here. And we love our president. He is invested in our state. He's invested in our whole country. And the least we can do is show up for him. And everywhere I have gone that he has been, that's what they are doing. They're showing up enthusiastically and proud, and they're loud and proud. They're not silent anymore. Not the silent majority. We are loud and proud for our president. You know, Kathleen, uh, it brings me to uh, this. Where you, you just get off the bus uh, with Women for Trump on a tour through the state. Uh, there is, in my estimation, uh, you know, I sit on uh, two of the president's boards, uh, Evangelicals for Trump and uh, Black Voices for Trump. Uh, and, and, and the president is someone who I've had a chance to be around and, 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 and talk to and meet. This man is very genuine. Uh, as far as what he wants to do for our nation, and that includes all of us, blacks, women, Latinos, who have you, in all of America. And I think he has been very good yes. for, for women. Talk to us about what the, the fallacy is in people being sold this picture that the president is not liked by American women. Talk to us from a woman's perspective. I think that is being, that's all they can say, isn't it? He's um, promises made, promises kept. So that's the only rhetoric they can try and beat into anyone who's undecided or, or standing firm in the Democratic Party. You know, you say you're on the board for the Evangelical for Trump. I was really proud to be able to emcee an Evangelical for Trump event. It was in Holland, Michigan, and I got to meet Mrs. Karen Pence, our second lady. Yes. And she was our keynote speaker to that day, and she was elegant and sweet and just so in support of everything that's going on. And do you know, this was held in Michigan. There were people come from other states to attend that rally. Just to hear her, they crossed border lines to come and hear our second first lady. Well, that, you know, it's just, it's just astounding, astounding. Well, and so when we look at the vote that's coming out uh, here, seven days, folks, seven days from this day, the future of our nation is determined. I have been using this theme uh, throughout, uh, and I'll be doing it the rest of this week. Kathleen Burden is my special guest, uh, National Committee woman from the great state of Michigan to the RNC. And I I want uh, you to share with us what is at stake, Kathleen. Speak to the American voter. This is a platform that's large. Please talk to us. Yes. Um, What's at stake is uh, the changing of our whole nation. This is an election between good and evil. 
is the future and it depends is going to be freedom or socialism and all the people that i met it was kind of a common thing the thing to say is just say no to joe because this is for the future of our children our grandchildren and things would be totally different if the other side would happen to prevail so people have to go out talk to your friends wear a trump hat wear a pin you're planting a seed every time someone sees you with paraphernalia on it gives you an opportunity to talk to them and plant that seed it's still not too late drag a person to the polls with you talk to your neighbors nothing affects people more than if they trust you if they respect you they will listen to you and we just I have to get out in droves. That's all I have to say about that. But, you know, women, as far as women, they want the same thing as everybody else. We're 51% of the population. We want a good economy. We want a good education for our children. And we want our nation safe. People have been looking at what's happening in Portland and Seattle. And I've had people that were Democrats say, we've changed our mind for the first time. We're voting Republican because of the safety issues and because what they have seen happening in Democratic-run cities. And they're coming on board and saying this first time on vote Republican, it is for the safety aspect of they know our president will protect our nation, our borders, our cities, and he won't be reticent about it. He will be on the front lines. And he loves our police, our first responders, and supports them. That's what we need. We need the strength of this president to keep going forward. Friends, you see why I want to have the quintessential American women on this show this week is because they tell it exactly the way it is. What women want is exactly what all of us want. And that is a safe, secure place to live. And, and, and to raise our families and our children. And so, Kathleen, I want to thank you so much for sharing that with us. How do we uh, help you do what you do? How could we best help you? How could this audience best help you if they were so inclined? If, if people have voted um, already or if they're going to vote already, go out and volunteer to be a poll watcher. Go and help that day. There's classes that are everywhere. You go take the class. Go and watch. So you're, keep, you're being accountable to the, the people that are voting to make sure that they know they can't cheat. Cheating is a real big thing, and we have to do that. But otherwise, keep talking to your friends, family. Make sure they go out and vote. Vote, vote, vote. Final, <laughs> final question. Final, say no to Joe. Say no to Joe. Hashtag it, folks. Say no, no. to Joe. Kathleen, final question. And I've been asking uh, uh, women this, and I've been asked, I've asked everybody from Sean Hannity to uh, Judge Janine uh, Pirro this question. And I want to ask this question to you. Uh, eventually, the the battles that we we fight, um, we'll maybe not retreat from them, but we'll watch them happen from the people that we have trained, like you're saying. We're the seeds that we have planted. We'll watch our our harvest come up. When that happens and you're rocking on your porch with your husband and you're uh, still doing your organic gardening and farming, and but you're, you, the sun is beginning to set and you're watching it set. Legacy. Talk to us about that. What would you want to leave behind? What you, would you want us to say about Kathleen Bearden? Oh, um, just that I'm one of many volunteers that want the best for our country, that I believe in the leadership of Donald J. Trump because he has already proven himself. He has our economy built the best it's ever been. No one can do it better than bringing it back than he will. 
and that he cares for our American people. He has shown it over and over again. And I'm proud to be one of the many that are in supporting him. And that's all we can do is good Christians to support one another and pray. Everyone needs to pray for our president, for our country, and for one another. For this to continue to be our nation that we love and want to support. And I say God bless you, CL, and God bless everyone on this phone call, and God bless America. God bless you and your family, and uh, may you keep our nation safe from those who would destroy the republic. Kathleen Burden, fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. We'll talk to you soon, friend. Talk to you then. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Kathleen Burton there at the Trump rally in Michigan that's about to jump off in just a little bit. He's fired up and uh, he's energized. And you know what? Um, the president's significant. Well, he's older than I am. And uh, his energy, though. And I understand that kind of energy. I can go, 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 go. I can do it. Um, I have, I, you know, I do. That's what I do. You know, I, I travel a lot. And when I'm out, when I'm on the road, I may be 40 or 50 miles from my next destination. And if I, my, I usually have someone who drives me to where I'm going. And so, uh, you know, it, it's go, go, go. And there's stops in between. The president is able to do that. That's the life that it is. That's the life that it is. And uh, the president is able to do that type of thing. And so, folks, when we think about where we're going and what we're going to do as far as um, our nation is concerned, you must understand that this is where we are right now. This is not a drill. This is real time. This is not a drill. The nation is at stake. This is not a drill. And so I want you to hear me and understand that you have a responsibility to the Republic. Are you hearing me? You have a responsibility to the public and to the Republic as a citizen to do everything to preserve the Republic a nation that is exceptional above all others on the face of the earth. And that is not an arrogant statement. That is a statement of absolute fact. You know how I know, you know how you can know, ask them, ask the other nations on the face of the earth. Oh, if, if you if you uh, weren't a German, what would you want to be? Uh, if you weren't here in Nigeria, where would you want to be? Huh? 
If you weren't in uh, Yugoslavia, where would you want to be? <laughs> oh, they may not admit it, but they'd be on the first thing smoking to America. But yet, you know, it's being our children, our young people are being brainwashed into thinking that somehow uh, somehow America is the bad guy in all of this. Huh? Brainwashed. And, 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 and you know what? Uh, in fact, I need to post this. Michelle, I'm going to send this to you. We need to post this because there is going on uh, environmental racism. Remember what I'm just telling you. Remember what I told you. They're, they're wanting to paint the president as an environmental racist. Are you hearing me? They're wanting to paint him as an environmental racist. And you may say, well, uh, what, what are they basing that on? I mean, what, how in the world can the president of the United States be an environmental racist. Well, check this out. Uh, here, check this out. Um, this is this is just an example of what they're wanting you to believe. They're wanting you to believe, and our college kids, this is being taught on college campuses. Now, now hear this. Uh, Biden's policies for COVID-19 and climate follow the science. And on the other column, Trump's COVID-19 and climate change policies ignore experts and science. That's a lie. Biden's plan builds a clean energy economy that will create millions of new jobs. On the other column, it tells the student the Trump administration is eliminating energy jobs. That's a lie. Biden's plan centers environmental justice. On the other column, they're teaching your children, Trump's policies perpetuate environmental racism. Uh, do, Do you understand what's happening here? There is a brainwashing of you and your children. There's a brainwashing going on in this country. Biden's, look at the last one that I read you. This is a lie. It is blatant, but if you don't know, if you're ignorant of it, then you can be happy with it because the old adage, the old saying, what? Ignorance is what? You can be happy with ignorance because you don't know that you don't know. And you're happy with that. Biden's plan centers environmental justice. And what grabs you in that statement is the word justice. Biden plans is just. And Trump's policies perpetuate environmental. Oh, the most evil word ever thought of racism. And he does it not only with the color of skin. He does it with the environment. I'm C. I'll be right back. Don't go in.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. Coming up uh, here at the very bottom of the hour will be former campaign manager of the Donald Trump's twenty of Donald Trump's twenty sixteen uh, campaign, uh, Corey Lewandowski. Corey's been on the show uh, several times before, friend of the show, and uh, certainly uh, we have met up on the trail a couple of times, and uh, certainly love love having him on. Uh, he is the um, premier, uh, one of the premier voices in our nation for and premier advocate of the president of the United States. Uh, America first, the president succeeds against all odd. His newest book, America first, the president succeeds against all odds. Um, And there is also... Um, a new article that Corey has done that we'll talk about as well. When uh, Donald Trump wins uh, Florida big, it's going to set a path for the rest of the night. And we will know about Florida uh, hopefully pretty early on. You know, we'll know about Florida pretty early on and that could stimulate in midwestern uh well even yeah midwestern to mountain area and of course the west that could give a a huge signal to the mountain areas and even some of those midwestern areas uh, that are seeing the trendings from florida it could give them a huge huge cover to go on out and uh, get that vote in, become a part of that movement. And so Corey Lewandowski is going to be on with us to uh, talk about that, uh, his new book, uh, Trump, America First, The President Succeeds Against All Odds. And yes, he certainly has. He had the full weight of the FBI on his neck. He had the full weight of impeachment on his neck. The man succeeded with the economy being as uh, robust as it was before COVID with all of that swinging around his neck and then dealing with a shutdown of the greatest economy America had known succeeded against all odds. And so um, Corey will come on to talk to us about that. And, and um, hey, this is uh, one of those things, one of those days where you've heard from um, Karen Burton, Kathleen, I'm sorry, Kathleen Burton there in, in Michigan, uh, 
And, of course, you uh, have heard from Dr. Rafael Yosoref, Diaz Rosoref, in uh, Florida. And we're going to cap off the show uh, with bringing in uh, one of the premier campaign managers ever. I mean, if you ever want one, one uh, someone by your side in a fight, yeah, you want Corey Lewandowski in that fight with you. Yeah, he's going to be our next guest. And we're going to talk about um, uh, his latest book, Trump America First. The president succeeds against all odds. And so um, keep in mind what we have been talking about up until this point, because there is a brainwashing that has been going on. Friends, I'm not kidding you. There is a brainwashing that has been going on. And it's continuing on your college campuses. Are you hearing me? It's continuing on your college campuses. Your children are being brainwashed by professors in the college classroom. I'm going to have Michelle post this. Uh, It'll be up tomorrow, maybe tonight, maybe late tonight. I'm going to have Michelle post this thing that was sent to me that's a part of a syllabus that's being tweeted out. And it paints Joe Biden in the most positive of light while at the same time they want to paint the president in the most negative of light. There is a brainwashing going on. But but are you going to believe those polls? Are you going to believe your lying eyes everywhere the president goes? There, there There's crowds that are overflowing there. And we've told you about that here on the C.L. Bryant show uh, for four years. That all of this Russian collusion, all of, all, all, all of this, 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 this hanging of the FBI around the president's neck, this impeachment hoax crap that was been going on, he, he has won against all of those odds. And someone who has written a new book about it, about America first, President Trump, how he has succeeded against all odds is a friend of the show, a friend of mine, Corey Lewandowski. If you're in a, let me tell you folks, if you're in a fight, you want Corey there with you. The president knows that for sure. Help me welcome back to the CL Bryant show, Corey Lewandowski. How are you, man? Good to have you back. Oh, I am doing so great. Let me tell you, I am fired up. We got seven days to go for the fight of our lives. And, uh, you know, I, I've had the privilege now for the last few days to spend it traveling with the president. This is a guy who gets stronger as the game goes on, like the greats, like Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and the greatest who play the sport. You want the ball in this guy's hands when there's no time left on the clock because he's going to hit that winning shot. And uh, that's where he is. After, after three events yesterday in Pennsylvania, 
the guy went and did a swearing in of an associate Supreme Court justice. He only banged in about a 19-hour day and said, what are we doing next, fellas? I mean, this guy is just an animal, and I, and I love being around him, and his energy is just contagious. His energy is absolutely contagious. And, folks, all of you know that a country, a church, an institution, a business, it always takes on the character of its leader. Whose character would you prefer to take on, Sleepy Joe or the president of these United States Donald John Trump, Corey Lewandowski, give us an idea of how this race is shaping up. Can we believe our lying eyes or are those polls lying to us? Talk to us. Well, you remember four years ago when I do too, when they told us that Hillary Clinton was going to win 352 electoral votes, when on October 24th, 2016, the headline, the Washington Post read, Donald Trump's chances are approaching zero. Look, they're saying the exact same thing today. What they're telling us is Joe Biden is going to Georgia to expand the map. Look, the guy should just stay in his basement because that's the only map that this guy can find. The truth is the spine of our campaign, the backbone of our campaign is winning Florida and Georgia and North Carolina and Texas and Ohio and Iowa and Arizona. And once we put those on the board, all we have to do is win either Michigan or Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or Minnesota. We've got so many paths to 270. The Democrats are afraid our numbers get better every day. Donald Trump gets stronger every day. And let me just tell you something. Let me just tell you where we are in early voting. In the state of Florida, we've had, we have set a record for early voting for Republicans. We feel very good about our opportunities in Florida. In the state of Ohio, the battleground state of Ohio, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have stopped campaigning there because that, they know that that race is over. When you go to a state like Pennsylvania, in the last four years, Republicans have registered a net positive of 200,000 more voters than Democrats have done. And right now, we're seeing, if you can believe this, CL, a 27% turnout for Republican voters in Philadelphia. Now, maybe some people say, boy, that's not very good. That is phenomenal. That Those is phenomenal. numbers put Pennsylvania out of play for Joe Biden, and that doesn't even factor in what the African-American vote is going to look like in some of these major metropolitan areas because they have seen the policies of this president and they support him. Absolutely, folks. He is telling you true. As all of you know, I sit on the board, Black Voices for Trump. And let me tell you, an evangelical to Trump, let me tell you something, folks. He is telling you the absolute truth. There is a fire smoldering out there ready to catch fire, ready to burst out on November 3rd. That black vote, I'm telling you, Corey, that black vote is going to be surprising here in this country. Let's talk about your book, America First. Why is it important that we see what you're saying in this particular book? It's so interesting because this book was going to be written as the 2020 campaign book, but because the world of COVID had shut everything down, we wanted to write really what was happening at the campaign. We talked about the federal judiciary and how he's transformed it, not just with the success of three Supreme Court justices, but almost 300 federal conservative justices on the bench now. That's a, that's a phenomenal record. When you look at what he's been able to do on foreign policy, whether it's Middle East peace renegotiating bad trade deals, making our allies pay their fair share, holding our enemies accountable. It's all in here. This book, Trump America First, it doesn't mean America alone, but what it means is we're going to take care of the people of this great country first, and we're going to make sure that we're closing our borders and we're opening our schools because our children deserve an education by the people whose job it is to teach them, which are those teachers. 
And I'll tell you, CL, some of the some of these kids in the worst neighborhoods have completely gone off the face of the, the education system. 30% of the kids in some of the worst areas have stopped showing up at schools. That means no more hot meals. It means no child welfare checks. It means not making sure that the child is not being abused at home. It means future generations are not going to have the education that they should have because some of these governors want to keep their states closed and keep these kids out of the schools. It's all in this book. It's called America First, and it's the philosophy that Donald Trump has governed by since he came down that golden escalator what is now five long years ago. Wow. And you know what, folks? That is the message that resonated with me from the very beginning with Donald John Trump is because he said America first. And guess what? I am an American. So it has to be my country, the country that I live in uh, first. And that's my president. I want to see him reelected. Corey, I want to thank you for everything. What do we get? What, what do you pick up? It's wherever books are sold. Look, you can go to anywhere books are sold. The truth is it's a great book. It's a super easy read. It's a lot like Let Trump Be Trump. It's the inside story. It's me being on Air Force One inside the Oval Office, how some of these great decisions have been made. And it's a forward-facing look at what's going to happen in the next four years when Donald Trump is reelected in seven days from today. One last question for you, Corey. It has to do with legacy, man. You fought a good fight this whole time that we've known about you. When it's all said and done, you're hanging up the spurs, sitting there on the rock, in the rocking chair, looking off into the sunset. Corey Lewandowski, Lewandowski legacy. What do you want us to remember about you? I, I, you know, the one thing I really want, and I mean this with the utmost sincerity, I, I want to be able to turn my country over to my children and God willing, my grandchildren better than it was left to me, which means I fought the fight that they couldn't fight, just like my parents fought it and my grandparents fought it before us, right? Because that's our obligation to the next generation. And my way of fighting is fighting for this president, fighting for my country, because I kneel for God and I stand for the flag. And those those seem to be foreign values in some places now, but not to me and not to my family. So I want to know that I did everything humanly possible to leave this country better to my children and hopefully their children than when it was left to me. Because if I do that and I look back on it and I know that I did everything I could, I'll consider it a success. God bless you, man. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will. Corey Lewandowski, thank you for that. And um, God bless you. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. And that was friend of the show, friend of mine, uh, friend of the president. In fact, he's traveling with the president now on uh, the Big Bird. He's traveling with the president, Corey Lewandowski. And I, as I told you, friends, um, you know, we, we've met up on the trail out there. And of course, uh, when he was pushing the uh, first book that he and uh, Dave uh, uh, Bosick did, um, Bossy did, uh, Let Trump Be Trump came through uh, here, came through Shreveport. And um, folks, if you ever want a, a fellow in your in your pit in, in, in the foxhole with you, you know, when when the bullets are flying and, and, and you need somebody to, 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 to watch your back, to, to have your back, that's a guy. That's, that's the kind of guy you want in the foxhole with you. He's the kind of guy that you go to war and you, hey, if you have to die on that hill together, that's who you want to. It's what you want to fall with. You don't mind falling with him because you know you're going to fall courageously. You're not going to cower in the face of the enemy. And believe me, friends, there are enemies out there, and this is not no time. This is no time 
for cowards. This is the time where the clarion call is being made for men and women, Americans, all courage. You must stand and choose this day. Oh, we're seven days away. You better choose now, though. Oh, some of you have already chosen. Have you heard? Did you hear? Uh, did you hear? The president wasn't just uh, pulling the, the, the donkey's tail when he said this. <laughs> there are people after seeing the last debate who would like to know how to change their vote. Oh, not from Biden to not from Trump to Biden, but from Biden to Trump. There's people who want to know how to, how to do that. Do you see what's wrong many times with someone who just knee-jerk wants to early vote? Now, a guy like me, I'm a, I am I vote Republican. I'm a conservative, but the Republican Party uh, display and does uh, convey not the way it used to, but the conservative thought that I know I who, who I am. I'm fiscally conservative. I'm mostly uh, socially conservative, but I don't. I'm libertarian when it comes to people doing what they want to do. Listen, I don't agree with. I don't agree with Democrats. I don't agree with fascist. I don't agree with socialist, and I don't agree with homosexuality. But I don't hate them. I just don't agree with it. Can you do it? Of course you can. Should you? It's. I don't think so. But you do it. It's done. It only doesn't hurt me. I am not against you doing it. But now, when I perceive it to be harmful. To the society that I want, then I have to oppose you on it. I stand in opposition to you on it the same way you stand in opposition to my point of view. But we don't have to fight over it. We simply oppose it and the strongest argument must win. What Christians have done and what Republicans have done, obviously, is that you haven't even opposed it. I'm talking about things that have changed and reshaped our society. You have actually allowed the definitions to be changed on your watch. Then you want to complain about it. But you never never opposed it. You saw it coming. You spoke uh, about it. But you didn't oppose it. Going to talk about that until uh, when I return. We're going to talk about that when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant show. Don't go anywhere. Going to close it out strong here today. Back in a minute. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth saving. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. I have been placed here as an occupying soldier. From a kingdom that is not of this world. And that is why I defend what I defend, a Judeo-Christian ethic. In a nation that is exceptional because of that, the way I do. Because I am a soldier. Under the leadership of a king given a nation that does and did at one time strongly acknowledge my king and my job now is to do what I have been commanded to do by the leader of our army the founder of the army the Christian church that army he gave clear directive to a nation like ours that would embrace Judeo-Christian ethics and be founded upon the idea that we are made by our creator and we are given our rights as human beings by our creator he left us with a mandate. You can find it. You can read it. It's in uh, Matthew, Luke, uh, I'm sorry, Luke 19. I think it's the 13th verse. Luke 13, 19. One of my favorite. It's very short verse, but it says something at the very end. It says, occupy till I come. That's why I like to have people like Corey Lewandowski, you know, on our side. That's why I want this president to be on our side and to be reelected. Because that word occupy is a military term. What we are told about our mission here through our Judeo-Christian ethic, Americans, is this. That we are to defend the ground that we have been given. Oh, it hadn't been pretty. No, it hadn't been pretty. No no time that you take back something that should uh, be changed. 
will it be pretty? I any Bible story that you read about uh, going in and possessing a land, it wasn't pretty. Oh no, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't. The story of mankind is a story of human tragedy and pain. That's that's a tale of human tragedy and pain. The the, the entire story of mankind is a tale of human tragedy and pain and your children are being brainwashed to think that only since america has been in in existence have there been slaves and people you know you know everybody every people on the earth has been somebody's slave Uh, this too shall pass that's one of the great truths of living this life this true this too shall pass goes away, goes back. Now something, uh, if you're not careful, if you're not wise, something worse can replace it. Once it's passed, if you handle it wrong, there's a void there that can be open for something worse to come in. Christ talks about that. And America, what you are doing, you're setting yourself up if you make the wrong choice. Oh, for something far worse to come in than you ever imagined. And you may discount the warning that the commander in chief of this country is giving to you. But I hope you hear me. This is not a drill. This is the real deal. And the preparation that we're making right now is real time preparation to save this republic. It can be lost. She can go. Hey, if America goes away, if she goes away, oh, your children may be too stupid to realize, and I don't want to call the children stupid, but they, they may actually be stupefied by what's so available to them in helping them to think that everything is is free and that money grows on trees and that you are the uh, what the the bark you're the branch that those leaves are on you're the branch that those leaves are on they're, they're brainwashed they, they have been brainwashed to believe that good is evil. And evil is good. They have been brainwashed to think that the cackling of Kamala Harris when asked, are you a socialist? <laughs> oh, she's a witch. You who? My goodness. Yeah. You better wake up. Realize this real time. And uh, we we now have uh, Amy Coney Barrett, Justice Amy Barrett, Justice Barrett.
Get that right. Justice Barrett. It was this president who has historically changed the face of the Supreme Court for the better. For the next at least 25 to 40 years. If we reelect him, Americans, our republic, will be secure from a legal standpoint. The only thing that will try, that will take our, our, our republic down is internal combustion. We began to cannibalize Hunter Biden attacks, according to Ted Cruz, and the president is is using them kind of heavily. He's laying, laying heavy on that, and he may be right. I think the courts. Uh, I think leave leave Hunter Biden to the courts. The president has done enough in these four years. Actually, if you look at this, when he started running five years. Uh, but this is what Ted has issue with. And, I, and I'm not really agreeing or disagreeing with him. I, I, I do see his point is what I'm saying. He's uh, focusing on the wrong thing at this point in time when he has home court advantage. When he has home court advantage, what he should do is talk about why he has home court advantage. And that's promises made, promises kept. If he talked about promises made to the black community alone, just on that debate stage, Black folks didn't. There are a lot of things black folks didn't know that that came out on the debate stage. Like they didn't know black folks, by and large, for the first time, had actually got a chance to see President Trump defend himself because he came out so fired up and hot the first time that it just turned them off. This time they were watching. They didn't know that he'd uh, perpetuated funding for HBCUs, uh, historic black colleges and universities. They didn't know that. They didn't know that he had created enterprise zones for black people. You know, Obama promised it, but he never did it. Trump did it. They didn't know that. Holding home court advantage, of course, you know, and I agree with Ted on that. You just remind them what you've done, truthfully and positively you can. Take your ads out in the black papers. Let them know this is what Donald Trump has done on the black radio. If they'll, And see, that's the problem. A lot of times they don't let uh, conservatives say anything on those types of networks. But now if they let one say it, legally, they got to let you say it. So that's what you keep your ear to the ground and make sure that if one is saying so-and-so, they got to let you say it. Your candidate has to be shown, too. That's the way that FCC thing works. That's why I didn't have some candidates on my show when they were running against another candidate because I did not want to be forced into uh, uh, doing everybody. 
same way it was when we were doing television in Tampa. Um, the mean that the um, focus on reality. When we were doing that show. We didn't. Some people just didn't have on because we didn't want to give their opponents equal time. Sleepy Joe and energized Donald J. Trump. Uh, who, who do you want our country to become more like? Oh, you may say that you don't want uh, your children to be combative like Donald John Trump is. I'd rather them to be that than to be milk toast and rolled over uh, by socialism and the jackbooted uh, Marxist army that will stomp right on your face if the Ocasio-Cortezes have their way and Joe Biden will lead you to them. Yes, he will. Do you want to be like that? Do you want to be like them? No, I'd rather be like a strong leader. Yeah. All the leaders I've, I've all the people I've submitted to as far as being my leader, you know, I look to them as my leader. They've been strong men who had vision. May not have liked their character all the way. I mean, you know, not their character, but may not have liked their personalities all the way. Or the way they handle some things, or maybe even sometimes I didn't like the way they lived their lives, but they were great leaders in the sense they were able to get the job done. And doesn't that, isn't that what it all boils down to, Americans? Isn't that what we're trying to accomplish here on November 3rd? Let's get this job done. We must, for the sake of our nation, if we're to still call it that, for the sake of the republic. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. And my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is that God will bless and keep you all.